0: A huge mistake and arrested development podcast I am your host Darren today I am joined by Andrew Schwartz returning guest hello Andrew hey uh, Darren thanks for having me what are your thoughts on season three as a whole like the whole I don't know how recently it is that you've rewatched the entire season three obviously doing these this podcast I've rewatched all the episodes a few times through now and I've re- and you know season three I'm gonna have to say I've seen that the most simply because obviously it's a shortest season so you know if you've got a few hours and you you know you just stick those DVDs in you can burn through the entire season quite quickly like how do you feel about season three compared to season one and two? I've spoken a lot about season one you know, it's the only real complete season. It's the only time they gave them 22 episodes. So sometimes season two feels like, you know, the last few episodes, it seems like they burned through so many gone, all plots just suddenly happened. The stuff with like Mrs. Featherbottom in season two, it like happens and it's gone in the space of three episodes and you feel and like... it's wonderful. Yeah.
1: You're thankful the time you had it spent with them. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you feel like maybe if they'd had like another two or three episodes that season maybe they would have expanded that a little bit and they would have been able to get some really good jokes out of it so i mean how do you feel about season three because obviously first half of it is very much about rita and then the second half is like six consecutive episodes where they all have different plots going on one after the other you know you have like the whole mock trial is one whole episode i go i
1: go season two number one season one number two season three is right last for sure i don't like the first half as much i don't like the rita stuff that much i do really like the second half where the show finally starts get kicking off but i'm not big on the rita stuff it just kind of mentors around and there's that really not that great episode where they go to prison for an episode yeah that's after uh, that's after Rita charity charity function prison
0: break in is it's is where what it's called. I don't consider that part of the second half.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's episode seven. Yeah, it's not part of the it's, second. It, well,
0: hash. it's the end of the first DVD. If you stick them on, you get you get you get the cabin show, yeah. then you get the Rita episodes, then you get Prison Break in. That's that's the first DVD. But yeah, I think I think like having like the you know Save Our Blues with like all the meta stuff, you know, um, you know with like the the 3D and the the live ending and all that kind of stuff. You know, kind of poking fun of shows that are desperate for ratings. Basically, on a show that was desperate for ratings. <laughs> Put <laughs> yeah. on your 3D glasses um, now. And, and you know, like the stuff with like mock trial, like all of that. Like it, you, like in your head, you think, well, maybe that mock trial stuff is like two episodes or something. But they burn through that entire plot so quickly in that one episode. You know, and they reintroduce um, you know Franklin, who is redyed, rested, and ready to go. Um, you know, and and Job kind of like I I like as well as you know Franklin with his uh George George Bush doesn't care about black puppets shirt it's such a great <laughs> joke, um and for many years when I was on the AV club that was my uh that was my avatar picture was was the George Bush doesn't care about black puppets, <laughs> um but yeah I like I I think it like this you know the, everything ending in the pre in in like the the twelfth episode like the whole stuff where they go to Iraq and you know job job breaking out of prison but not really breaking out of prison like the guards leaving the gates open and you know all this kind of and job constantly like closing the door and being like you know call yourself prison guards come on like all that kind of stuff is like so great because it's like so stupid <laughs> um you know buster being in a light to no coma um you know like there is there are some there's some really great jokes in season 3 Uh, And I I like the Rita stuff obviously a lot more than you. I don't know. I to me it it always feels like the fact that Fox like kind of cut them off, and and then kind of burned everything off in one night. uh, You know, it just it feels like there was more. You know, the show had more potential, and it could have been like a really. It could have even been even better if they'd have given it a couple more episodes. But they they just rushed through so much stuff in the last few episodes. You know, and they introduced like the the secret room and Nelly and everything so quickly. And then they kind of resolve it all in a couple, like a couple of episodes later. And you know, you look at season one, and they spent like thirteen episodes on the martyr storyline. Uh, you know, and 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 so it just feels like, you know, when they when they started having to rush through stuff, particularly see, you know, the end of season two and all of season three. Um, you know, having watched all kind of fifty three episodes one after the other, you, you 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 notice that the pace, although it's frenetic you know, for the first kind of part of season one, you know, (laughs) by the time you start to get towards late season two, they're burning through so much stuff.
1: Late season two is crazy. It just goes (laughs) so fast. Yeah. The meet the veals episode is probably my favorite episode in the entire series. It's a barn buster. Just 24 minutes straight through. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah.
0: And I think you start to notice that as a viewer where everything starts to get a lot quicker. And, you know, even though the Rita stuff lasts, you know, for a few episodes, You know, they introduce the idea of Mr. F, and then they pay that off within the space of like an episode and a half. They don't even—they don't really hang around. Um, You know, like the only thing that kind of kind of takes longer in the Rita episodes is the fact that they spend like three episodes with just being like Rita and Michael getting to know each other. But he doesn't even ask her out in the first episode that Rita's in until the very end of the episode. So even then, they were kind of like trying to delay the storyline as much as possible. But you know in effect, they only really date for, like, three episodes, which makes it one of the longer-running storylines. But, you know, the back half of Season 2, you notice that they they get rid of Sally Sitwell quite quickly. They bring back, you know, Julie Leo Dreyfus. You know, like, there's a lot of stuff coming in and out very quickly by the time you get to the end of Season 2, and I think kind of that hurts Season 3 a little bit as well. Um, You know, because, you know, they were obviously... They were in a tough spot... And they weren't getting the ratings that they needed. And you kind of feel a little bit of that on screen. Not just in the meta stuff, but in the fact that, you know, they cast an Oscar winner to <laughs> come in for a few episodes. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I Season 3, I wouldn't say is my favourite. I think I still I still like Season 1 probably the most, simply because it's 22 episodes and you really get a chance for everything to breathe properly. But also, I'm not much of a fan of Buster without his hand. <laughs> Like, I think that kind of turns Buster into this one joke character where everything is about his hand, even to the point where in Making a Stand, he has the button about, you know, how people with one arm shouldn't be used to frighten people. And, you know, it just, every joke becomes about Buster's hook at a certain point and him terrifying people. Yeah. It's funny to see those reactions, but it just, you end up with this character who, you know, had slightly more dimension in season one and most of season two. Just turning into a guy who's got a hook and that's the entire character. Um, but, you know, that that's inevitable with in most sitcoms. You know, I've spoken about it before. It's called Flanderization. Ned Flanders in season one of The Simpsons is just a guy who isn't Homer Simpson and who is competent at his job and who goes to church. That's literally everything about Ned Flanders. You know, he's happily married. He's got two kids. By the time you get to like season seven, season eight, season nine season 20 of the simpsons he's like an ultra church guy who you know has never sworn in his life and you know it just it just gets it just turns into this kind of
1: it did lead to the best episode of the simpsons where they go to uh ned creates his own theme park and everyone just You're going
0: to praise land yeah what a hilarious episode <laughs> everyone's just
1: laughing that's certainly not the f- bottom of the barrel piece of sh- f- garbage episode it <laughs> you
0: realize is. i don't swear on this podcast and i'm gonna have to bleep i'm gonna have oh, to bleep, bleep you out all those bleep times it out. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great to hear <laughs> all the bleeds. But yeah, so you know, I, I feel like a lot of the characters, you know, like with Tobias, they forgot that he was an actor for like a season and a half, and then suddenly, oh yeah, he's an actor. You know, like they they forgot they forgot that you know Lindsay, you know, you know had lots of charities, and then all of a sudden, oh she, she does all this charitable stuff again, like they forgot what the characters were from season 1 for a large portion of season 2 and 3 and then suddenly they brought it all back and um you know it that's what happens on sitcoms is you end up writing to the the easiest jokes um you know you sometimes you just have to you just have to make those jokes but i feel like arrested development managed to avoid that for so long that by the time you get to the end it kind of becomes obvious that you know, every joke about Buster is just his hook. Even in even in the final episode of the season, you know, one of the only jokes that Buster Buster's making two jokes. One, he's frightened of seals. Two, he cuts his hand when he's going up in the air. Like those are the only two jokes that Buster makes in the final episode. You know, like that.
1: Uh, no, he goes, "What a f-ing crybaby."
0: <laughs> yeah, there is that as well. There is there is that, but the jokes just become about the seal and and his hand, and you know, which is still funny mm. stuff. You know the fact that they managed to take his mother's name and turn it into a joke. You like that's that's a that's that's next level. You know, like the fact that they turned it into Lucille from Lucille. It's that's that's crazy. But at the same time, once they did that, that's all the character became. You know, was just a guy with missing a hand.
1: R.I.P. So season three garbage. note watch it. <laughs>
0: So, uh, thanks for joining me today. Andrew, is there anything that you wish to plug?
1: Uh, I'd like to plug talking about Turtle, uh, your one stop shop, franchise Schlopp. I'm still in the middle of editing the last episode of the season. It has been promptly six or eight months since we started production on this one. <laughs>
0: um, and of course, you can listen to my previous podcasts, which are a talking cast, uh, the cast next door, and as if which is a minute-by-minute podcast about Clueless. Uh, And obviously, you can also listen to other episodes of uh, I've Made a Huge Mistake. Um, Listen
1: to all the episodes I'm on. They're the best ones. uh,
0: Hopefully, we'll be doing Season 4. Like I say, Season 4 depends upon whether or not I can find guests who wish to talk about it because, you know, I can't can't be the Michael of Season 4 podcast and just talk to myself. And before we go, I should just mention one piece of trivia, which is... Uh, The closed captioning for (laughs) this episode, instead of saying on the epilogue, it said on some future Arrested Development, but they changed it, obviously, for the narrator to say on the epilogue, so I'm guessing at that point they felt that maybe they would be back. Uh, not realizing that (laughs) at this particular point when this episode went out Netflix effectively was a service that posted you DVDs so I don't think anyone could have imagined that that would be the source of a fourth season of Arrested Development
1: it's so strange to think that we live in a world where we do have a fourth season of Arrested Development yeah I never thought that was
0: going to be a possibility after a while. We're living in the golden age of television, finally. (laughs) Anyone can make a TV show, including uh, the entertainment network E, which of course has the Royals, uh, which is uh, covered by a wonderful podcast called Stage of Fools. I urge you to listen to that too.
1: Also, my episode. Listen to that. Great episode.
0: (laughs) So thank you, Andrew, for joining me today.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, Darren.
0: And otherwise, goodbye. (laughs)